church, how are you doing? Why don't you take a seat? Hey, I just thought I'd jump up and say hello. I'm actually going to be with you in the next couple of months, I think, and I'm super excited about that. You know, coming back to Roselle or Balmain is always exciting for me. This is where I met Christ. I was like one of the many people out there sipping lattes on a cafe in Darling Street, looking like I probably had it all together on the outside, but on the inside, for me, everything was black, my world was falling apart. I didn't have any hope. And what I really needed was Jesus. And I found Christ right here. And I just want to encourage you that who you are and what you're doing, it is strategic. It is important. And, you know, the size of the challenges we face simply creates an extra space for an increase in the magnitude of the miracles for God. And what God is doing here is going to disarm the most hardened hearts. It's going to be an undeniable testimony that Christ is the answer that we are looking for. So I'm super pumped to come to be here today and to come and share with you in a couple of weeks' time. So thank you for having us. Awesome. Well, we're, I am excited to be here, and it's good to have my girl here with me because, uh, honestly, it's like a traveling road show with uh, Janine and I. But uh, who, did anybody come to the School of Healing in Sydney? Did anybody come to that? Was that good? Uh, we ran, uh, last weekend, we had New Zealand's School of Healing. Uh, so the first one of that, we were sold out, so that's always good. But more than that, the power of God in that room was just unbelievable. Like right from the get-go, something was happening. And uh, one of the great testimonies was that uh, I was doing live interviews uh, throughout New Zealand, and um, this one girl came uh, out, of the, the hosp- uh, out of the doctor's surgery, so discouraged, been told she had cancer um, uh, throughout her body. She hopped in the car and turned on the Christian radio saying, you know, I need something. And here I am live saying, the school of healing, miracles do happen. Come along. She said to her husband, we're going. So they had to drive seven hours. So when they're driving, they're, they're registering because it's about to start, you know what I mean? So they're driving seven hours to this meeting. She comes in. She tells me her story. I say, how cool is this? She can hardly walk. She's got these, like, um, crutches and all this thing. I thought, man, you just found out you're in cancer. You look like you're dying now. You know what I mean? Like, how, how amazing is that? And um, anyway, throughout the day, we just spent time praying with, praying with her. At the end of the day, we just um, called all the people who have been healed on stage. Because not, not everybody's coming to be healed. The School of Healing is about us praying for people who are sick, you know, our friends and our family, but probably about, you know, 30% of people actually really do need a serious miracle. And so all these people are on stage. I'm looking around, and I see this lady on here. I go, wow, you look different. And I said, what's happened? And she begins to tell me. She said, throughout the day when we're praying, she said, all the pain's left. And I was like, man, how, how amazing. I said, what else has happened? She said, there are tumors on my neck, lumps on my neck. They're all, I can't feel them anymore. Wow. And I said, and? And she said, and, look. She said, I couldn't walk without a cane, 
but now look at me, and she danced up and down the stage. I think, you know what? How amazing is that? In September, we are running our first conference called Healed, uh, which is um, the uh, School of Healing on Steroids. And it's basically uh, Friday night, all day Saturday, Saturday night. We've got a speaker called Benny Perez. We're flying him in from uh, America, who is like the youth Benny Hinn, and uh, has seen amazing miracles. And he'll be doing all services in Oxford Falls as well. Um, but... Uh, the idea was, I thought, you know what, it's, it's true, that when you didn't need a miracle, or uh, you, you actually want to know what to do in your life, uh, and it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when we need miracles, or our family and friends need miracles, and it would be a mistake not to have like tools in our life to be able to uh, activate them, pull that miracle down. For, for this moment, you know, I had a really great friend who's got a large church. They were in, um, in uh, Bali and, you know, just by the pool. And they saw somebody struggling swimming and they died. Uh, and they were the first on the scene. Pulled them out of the pool and then they didn't know how to do CPR. And by the time the ambulance came, the person had passed away. It's like that with God. There are moments where actually the miracle is there, where you can activate things. God talks about this in seasons and moments. And, but imagine if you could activate that miracle, but actually you just don't know how to do it. And I think one of the, the things that are, is horrifying me in Pentecostal churches, you know, is that we're losing the art of the miraculous we lost the art how to draw the presence of God into our world. And, um, you know, we should choose God as a first response. We should give God this moment. You know, before you walk into the doctor, at least give God the option to heal you or the option to, to do something in your life. You know, I'm so proud of my son, Jonathan, who was, who was here today. And we're driving to school and Johnny said, uh, to dad, he said, Dad, I had a bad day yesterday. And I was like, oh, what's happened? He didn't tell me that before. He said, Dad, all, all morning I had a bad headache. And I was like, oh, man, that's terrible. He said, Dad, but I did what you told me to do. And I thought, oh, man, that could be. <laughs> that could. I was like, what was that? He said, I prayed. And I said, Jesus, thank you for healing me. He said, it didn't work for the first time, so I did it again. He said, it seemed to get a little bit better, but he said, I did it third and then fourth time. He said, by lunchtime, it was all gone. He said, Dad, I want to come to church. And I was like, well, you know, we live in church. I said, well, you know, I said, what do you mean? He said, Dad, I want to come to church because I want to bring an offering and thank him. And I thought, you know what? That's where it's at. To give God the problem as a first response. Not to go to sick bay, or I mean, as a kid, I would do that thing. You know, I've stubbed my toe, get out of school, got a headache, get out of school, do anything, get out of school, go to the sick bay. They look after you, it's warm, it's nice, they feed you, go to sick bay. But no, I'll pray, I'll give God this thing. You know, uh, we got these uh, USBs, of, you know, the last church was too greedy, I think I've only got 10 left, but. These, this is the school of healing with all the 
messages on there, and we produced it for you so that you would be able to have those tools in your toolbox, as it were. It's got Pastor Phil speaking on there, Heidi Wiseman, um, Janine, myself, and uh, I really feel like it can, can help people win in life. So I really want to encourage you to get that. But in September 18th and 19th, put that in your diary because it's going to be amazing. The power and presence of God is going to fall. It's at C3 Silverwater. And uh, last, and uh, for people who came to the other thing, we were jammed out, weren't we, in, in, uh, in, in, um, in the city. So we've had to move uh, so we can accommodate a whole bunch more people. Let me talk to you about your inheritance today. And, you know, in Mark uh, chapter 1 and verse 40, it talks about a man with leprosy. Let me just read this out to you. It says, a man with leprosy came to him begging on his knees. And by the way, I love that testimony, how you said, you know, I came to God, you know, asking God for help. And he says, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand. And touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cured. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you do not tell this to anyone. But go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifice that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news as a result, Jesus could no longer enter the town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Felt sorry for Jesus, he was lonely. <laughs> Yet the people still came from everywhere uh, to find him from everywhere. It's an interesting little problem here. This man had leprosy. Uh, leprosy was a bad disease back in the day, and there was no cure for it. Uh, leprosy talks about you know, things falling off your life or falling apart. You know, a lot of people have things in their life that is, that is falling apart. Their life is falling apart. It's a disaster. The marriage isn't going good. Health is not going good. Finances aren't going good. Um, when I was praying about this morning in this particular meeting, I felt that there were numerous people who were saying, I cannot have another year like last year. Something has to turn around. Something has to shift. This cannot be your forever. The way that we're feeling right now, these things that are broken, falling around us in our life, this can't be our forever. You know, this lady with cancer that I was talking to or a friend who was suffering from blindness, it's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Cancer is unacceptable. Sickness is unacceptable. Poverty is unacceptable. In Christ, we have an inheritance of blessing, of prosperity, of healing, of the miraculous. We are God's children, and we are called to be blessed. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're responding. You're all flipping backslidden. Come on, get a bit of life inside of you. I'm telling you right now. You know, something good is an inheritance of God. God says, by my stripes, I am healed. That's our inheritance. God has paid the price. Most people don't think they're going to get healed till they get healed. 
Because they forgot about the inheritance that God has paid for us. This guy, a leper, a broken man, the impossible, the impossible to get healed, to fix my broken life seems impossible. Have you ever thought that? How, how is this going to work? How is God going to fix my life? I'm so screwed up. I've made so many bad decisions. Is it possible? But you know what? At least he's smart. He may have made a lot of bad decisions, but at least he's smart enough to make one good one. What was the good one? I mean, here he comes, and he comes and he kneels before God, begging, saying, God, today, could you do something for me? Man, you know, to come to Christ, to give God that window in your life, no matter what the situation feels like, no matter how hard it looks, how impossible, you know why a miracle is called a miracle? It's because it's a f- miracle. <laughs> it's like, wow. That's what a miracle is. It's like, wow. And everyone's going, wow. That's a miracle. That's what God does. He takes a life that has fallen apart, and then he puts it back together, and we go, wow. It's called a miracle. And most people look at themselves and look in the mirror and go, you're a mess. God can't fix it. But then, boop, a little light bulb goes on. Maybe he could. Maybe he might just be able to fix a little corner of my life. Maybe just a little edge of my life. Maybe, maybe fix the cold, not the cancer. Maybe just something. Can we... Come with our little scrap of faith, and God surprises us. And we go, shut the gate. <laughs> I never thought God would do that. Wow. You know, when I look at my life, having had leukemia from the age of 13 to 18, five years of my life, diagnosed to be terminal, I didn't think God was going to fix me, heal me. I remember crying and talking to my mom and saying, God, well, I said to my mum, what, what will I ever do? What, how is my life going to work out? And yet, you know, now I laugh. I said to somebody the other day, I was out for dinner last night, and they said, do you enjoy what you do? I said, I wake up laughing. <laughs> I can't believe I do what I do. But my life was falling apart. But I gave God a window. This guy, this guy here, he's got leprosy. He's going to die. His whole world is falling apart. But he heard a whisper that Jesus heals. Maybe it was in the biggest tents late at night and they were warming their hands. And they heard the stories of the ten lepers who got healed prior They heard the blinds are beginning to see. Deaf people are hearing. Lame were walking. People with demons were being set free and they were being healed. And maybe he just thought, you know what? I'm just going to 
give God a moment. He, he, he said, um, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus, filled with compassion, reached out his hand. And he says, I'm willing. Do you know God's willing? Yeah. I love that. That he's not a mean God or a teasing God. It's like, yeah, I'm willing, but I'm not going to do it. I'm willing, but no. Yeah, ooh. He's not like that. He's, he's got his hands out. He wants to bless you. He wants you to win in life. It's not like he enjoys suffering. Or it's like, hey, you know, you're going to learn a lesson from this. I don't think that's God's... God, life does throw its curveball. Life can be hard, but that's not, God, that's not God's will. But through that, God can do stuff. You know, the devil, in John 10.10 10 says, the devil comes to rob, steal, destroy. But God comes that you'd have life. You know what? There's a fight for you. There's a fight for your soul. There's a fight for your life. There's no doubt about it. What the, the agenda of the devil is that you're miserable. He does not want you to become a Christian or, or at least authentic in your relationship with God. Just live a lie. Pretend. Put a mask around your life. That's going to do you really good, isn't it? No. That's the devil's plan. Be sick. No, that's the devil's plan. Be poor and miserable. No, that's the devil's plan. Have depression around your life. What? Who told you that? Who sold you the lie that prayer was a preference, that coming to church was an option? Who bewitched you that said living life sad was okay? Give your life to God. Be blessed. Who, who like cast that spell over your life that said miserable was good? That's the devil. Be happy. Get in the presence of God. Live your life for Jesus. You've only got one shot. Pull your socks up. Stand for Christ. Give God a go. This guy, this guy with a broken life comes before Jesus says, if you're willing, make me clean. Surprise. God says, I'm willing. He'd be like, what? I thought I'd have to do something. There's no, you, I'm willing. Touches him, makes him clean. The guy, could you imagine like his ear popped back? You know, imagine that. I've got ears again. Because that's, you know, ears used to fall, noses and all, you know. Now I've got ears again. It'd be so cool. You'd be looking in the mirror and go, I'm looking good. I might go down to that nightclub. And then uh, Jesus says to him, hey, listen, it'd be really good if you don't tell anybody (laughs) because, you know, I'm trying to keep it under the wraps at the moment. I've got a few jobs to do. Uh, But it would be good if you were to uh, offer a sacrifice Like, like Moses did. You know, um, Jesus often requires us uh, to fight for our miracle. I pray for a lot of people. The miraculous isn't a one-time gig. We should live in the miraculous. That's why I'm talking about the school of healing. It's not, it's not like a prayer. It's a lifestyle. 
of the miraculous. He says, go to the temple and offer a sacrifice. In other words, he's going and saying, keep saying thank you. Keep worshipping me. Keep honouring me. Because that is going to put you in good stead. I find as Christians and church people, sometimes we like the idea of lightning bolt God. Now, we would come to church and God magically would take away all of our problems. But when I look through the Bible, often God requires us to do something for the miracle to happen. Or not only for the miracle to happen, but for the miracle to last. You say, oh man, don't like that theology. You mean God, you want me involved? Yeah. You know, it's funny because I talk to people who are sick, depressed, down. I I pray for people who are dying just about every weekend, 40 weekends a year. I'm around the world speaking. And I go, yeah, how's how's your Bible reading? Hmm. These are Christians. So listen, if you need a miracle, surround yourself with the miraculous. Read scriptures on healing. Pray. Oh, I can't pray. Well, stay sick. But sometimes you have to help yourself. Do you know what I mean? If you need a word from God, pick it up. Oh, I need a prophecy. Pick it up. Here's, here it is. It's right here. It's all here. It's the living word of God. It's like a medicine to your soul. You're transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind. Just get, get it in you. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, oh, I feel better. I feel better. I feel better. Why? It's just as, sometimes as simple as that. Jesus actually gave the guy instructions. He said, hey, listen, you're healed now. Now go do something. Worship me. Tell you know, do these things. I always say to people, when I've finished praying with you for the next 48 hours, please, as a minimum, every time you think of your problem, say, God, thank you for your miracle. Why is that? Because you have to fight for your miracle. Why? Because the devil has come to rob, steal, steal, steal what? Your miracle, your happiness, your peace. No, devil, get stuffed. This is my life, my miracle. I'm going to win. Don't tell me there's not a fight. There's a fight. A fight for your soul. A fight for your family. A fight for your miracle. Do something. This leper, could you only imagine? Could you imagine him walking home? where he wasn't able to see his family or wife, walking in, and his wife going, you've got ears. <laughs> I, go, I know. Where have you been? I've been in church. You've been in church? I met this person. He's unbelievable. His name's Jesus. Everything's turned around for me. Everything's changed. She said, oh, this is amazing. He says, listen, we've got to go. We've got to go back, and we've got to worship him. You know what, friends? When God touches your life, the only true response is coming back and worshiping him. You know, most days when I get up, 
So God, thank you for healing me. But even before that, it's like, God, thank you for saving me. Because when I, before I was saved, I was miserable. Didn't know who I was or what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go. But it's amazing how one prayer, and I wonder if the, the keyboarders could come and join me. It's amazing how one prayer can change your whole world. How little 30-second moments in the presence of God just alters everything. You know, like that prayer of salvation saying, God, today I give you my life. Forgive me for any wrongs. So small. But you, you weren't going to heaven, but now you are. You think God would make it trickier, you know, like you have to pray for a thousand hours or give a million dollars for salvation. But he goes, no, no, just a relationship. Blows me away. You know, I was at Peter Mortlock's church. You know, it's a reasonably big church, maybe 6,000, 7,000 people. They sent me this video that they're playing this morning of probably about eight people who were healed. And this one little girl, everywhere she, if she touches anything, basically her skin opens up and she bleeds. And uh, they brought into the green room before I was there and um, before we were speaking and I prayed for her. And here she is on this video. She had broken her ankle. She said, I can walk now. And I couldn't before. It's like a little blind eight-year-old. Saw this guy, he had arthritis all through his body. Couldn't bend his back. Constant pain. From the age of 14, he's in his mid-30s now. And here he is testifying, saying, I am pain-free. He's holding his wife, throwing his wife in the air. I'm a, like, it freaks me. You, have, you should live in my life. It's, it's, it's amazing to see God do miracles in people. I like, I'm in doubt. I'm going, no way. It's unbelievable. And they're telling me, they're saying, no, I couldn't do that. I had cancer. I couldn't walk. I couldn't see. I couldn't hear. And now I can. I go, oh, God. How good is God? Are you going to let the devil take that from you? No. Keep coming and worshiping. For the rest of your life, say, God, thank you. Thank you for healing me. Create an atmosphere of the miraculous around it. Surround yourself with miracles. And that's why I'm not going on about it, but by teaching that talks about it. Because I've got favorite CDs, you know, that just pumps me up and gets the miracle happening. Hey, listen today, honestly. There are people here, and maybe you're here with the, by the first time, second time. You may be wondering what I'm going on about. But you know what? The most important thing is that you're connected with Jesus. And you're not in the in-between. You know, as, even as church people, sometimes we can just lose our way a bit. But it's a message like this, you think, you know what? No, I've got to come back. I've got to just get in the zone a bit. Or maybe you are here for the first time, second time, maybe visiting from another church. You're saying, Andrew, I need to ask Christ to come into my life. You know, I would count that as an amazing privilege just to pray for you. And, um, and then just at the end of the service, as it were, we're just going to open up the altar. And maybe you need a miracle. Well, I'd love to pray with you.
I've got nowhere else to go today, so we can just take some time and just give God this moment. But why don't we just close our eyes just right now? Maybe that's you. You're here, you're saying, Andrew, I need a miracle. I need that salvation, rather, that gift to come into my life. I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior, or I've once done, I once have, but for whatever reason, I've slipped away. But something can turn for me. As I said this morning, as I was thinking about this, I feel like there are numerous people here and they're saying, Andrew, you know what? If I'm honest, I'm lost. This can't be my forever. Something has to turn for me. Friend, if that's you, just where you're seated, I'm just going to ask you to lift up your hand and then together we're going to pray a prayer. Asking Christ to come into your life. Thank you, sweetheart. Who else today? You're saying, Andrew, that's me. Can something turn for me? Yes, it can. Who else? You're saying, Andrew, that's me. Is there anybody else? That's okay. I'm not talking about you missed your quiet time. I'm talking about when you look inside your soul. You just know you're not connected to God. Give God the window. Don't tell me there's not a fight for your soul. There's a fight. But you can win. You can win. Is there one more person? I'd like to pray with you. It's so great. Thank you, sweetheart. Who else today? Is there one more person? Thanks, buddy. See that hand. Who else today? Thank you so much. Is there one more person? You're saying, Andrew, if I'm honest, if I'm really honest, I'm lost. Is there one more person? So proud of you. You know, I'd love to pray with you. Ask Christ for that miracle to come into your life. What I'd, what I'd like to do this about four or so people lifted their hands. Can I pray with you? Can I, can I ask God to, to bless you? Why don't we all just stand to our feet? And uh, why don't you slip out of your seat? And uh, come and I'll, I'll pray with you. And I'll ask God to bless you. And we'll pray together. Can we do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's give these guys a hand. So nice. Thank you. Good job. Good job. Hey, how you doing? Don't be shy. Bring your friend if you want. Bring your friends. Come go with her. Hey. Good job. Hey. Yeah, have a seat, have a seat. It's fine. Are you unwell? Are you, dear? Well, we're going to pray for that too. Come on, just pray this prayer with me. Just close your eyes, guys. Pray this prayer. Church, pray with me. Dear Lord Jesus. Come on, pray it out loud. Dear Lord Jesus. This morning I'll ask you into my life. 
afresh and anew. I give you my life. I give you total control. Forgive me for any wrongs, for any sin. Because I know you died on a cross to take away the sin of the world. Take away my sin. I am a new creation. A child of God. In Jesus' name. And let me pray for you, God. I thank you for every person on this altar. Lord, I pray blessing upon them. Healing into their life. Lord, that they would laugh again the goodness of God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that this is not there forever. Everything is about to turn around. Everything is about to change. The miraculous would fall. And Lord, we speak healing over this life. Father God, I pray right now, Father, what the doctors have said is not true. Everything's going to turn around. The miraculous is going to fall. Pain would leave in Jesus' name. The miraculous falling, 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 falling. In Jesus' name. Sweetheart, I'll just stay here. I'll 